Welcome to the Faith to You podcast. I'm Pastor Caleb Schrader, and I want to spend some time meditating in our next few weeks on the Incarnation. You know, I love Christmas, and one of the reasons I love Christmas is just to stop and pause and meditate on the mystery of God becoming flesh and dwelling among us. This Christmas season, our our series and our services is going to focus on incarnate love. And the reason I want to focus on that is because Jesus came in the flesh as perfect man. And what that meant is that he fulfilled all of his father's commands so that he was that lamb who was worthy to be slain. Everything in all of history leading up to that pointed forward to Jesus. As as every single generation fell short, as every single spiritual leader fell short, Everyone was anticipating the one who had come that would finally live out God's perfect command. And Jesus did that. And so I want to talk today about the power of a perfect life. Have you ever just stopped to think about how Jesus never sinned? What would that have been like? What would it have been like to interact with somebody who never had sinned? Can you imagine how he would have stood out? Can you imagine... As Jesus Christ, he experienced every single temptation we experience, yet without sin. So just think about that. Think about how often you're tempted and you give in. Jesus never did that. Never once. He never once gave in to temptation. Now, Jesus' perfect life is meant to be meditated on. We're meant to praise him for it. But he came and he lived a perfect life to transform our lives. Uh, What do I mean? I want to read to you from 1 Peter 2, 22-24. It says this. It's talking about Jesus, and it said this. He did not commit sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he did not insult in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that, having died to sins... We might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Jesus' perfect life was meant to result in your transformed life. Now think about these things just a little bit. First thing it says, he did not commit sin. That means never once. He never once gave in. He did not lie. And, and, it, and it doesn't just say he didn't lie. It says no deceit was found in his mouth. So nothing he ever said could even be construed as trying to deceive. He didn't tell a lie. He didn't even tell a white lie. He didn't even try to massage the truth to get his way. No deceit was found in his mouth. It says he did not retaliate. He never insulted somebody back. When people insulted him, he did not respond in kind. Think about that. How often do you respond in kind? Jesus never did that. He never insulted back. He did not threaten. He never made threats. Now, he's the judge. He's going to come one day in judgment. He did not threaten. That's amazing. That blows my mind. But we have the reason here he did not threaten. He did not threaten. Why? Because he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. Because of Jesus' perfect confidence in his Father's justice, he did not need to make threats. You know, that's the definition of meekness. Jesus got it. Jesus was powerful. But he didn't need to make threats because he knew he was powerful and he knew who was in control. 
Now, the power to overcome those temptations came to him as he entrusted himself to his father. He emptied himself and he did everything in abject dependence on his father. He says, apart from the father, I can do nothing. Now, because of his sinless life, his sinless body became sin for us. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. What what does that mean? Well, Paul explains it in 2 Corinthians 5.21 this way. He says, he made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You know, this concept of being in him is so important to understanding your atoning sacrifice. You see, what it means that, that he became sin for us is that we were united with him. And when we were united with him, our sin came upon him and he died for our sin. He took us on and he took our sins on and then we died with him. And in Romans 6, Paul explains that if we died with him, we're also going to rise with him, and we've raised up to new life. And that's what it says here, so that we, having died to sins, okay, this is this is past and completed. It's a perfected action. We, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. So you've died with him, but now you've raised up to new life. You now live for righteousness. And he says this, by his wounds you were healed. Understand that that healing results in a new relationship with sin and righteousness. Now you hate sin, you abhor sin, and you love righteousness. You live for righteousness. That's what your passion is. Paul says it this way, you're not a slave of sin, you're a slave of righteousness. Righteousness is your new master because you've been raised with him. You see sin for what it is and righteousness for what it is. You now live for righteousness. Understand that Jesus' perfect life transforms your life. Now, you're not going to reach a place of sinless perfection in this life, but you're never going to be satisfied with sin on this side of eternity. You're going to practice repentance. You're going to practice confession. You're going to get up consistently and run towards Jesus. Why? Because his perfect life is the most attractive life you've ever seen. And so you spend your life pursuing him, seeking to be like him. Why? Because you're in him. You've been united with him in death. You've risen to to new life in him. And so you pursue him with all your heart. Thank you so much for listening to me today.